Hi, this is Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and I will be your host for the next two hours. Allow me to introduce myself. I am a certified financial planner practitioner and an investment advisor. I am co-owner of McNamara Financial Services, Inc. in Marshfield, Massachusetts. McNamara Financial is a federally registered investment advisor, and by my definition anyway, is a true family business. We work with clients like you every day, regular people that need help making sound financial decisions or people that want one less thing to worry about. I work with clients for a fee based on assets that I manage or an hourly or flat fee for creating financial plans. I am not compensated via commissions unless I have the pleasure of helping someone with their insurance needs. There are some things worth paying for, and perhaps a lifetime of financial security is one of them. I, of course, cannot guarantee that working with me will ensure a secure financial future. McNamara on Money has been a call-in talk radio show since 1990. I love hearing from listeners, and there truly are no dumb questions. In fact, I like the simple questions, because everyone should have the answer to those. Just don't call me asking for the next hot investment or which market is going to outperform this year. Number one, that's not the nature of this show. And number two, I have no idea. Any advice I give to a caller is meant to be generic in nature and should be verified with his or her own financial professionals. You will hear about a variety of topics on this show that relate to investments and personal finance. We try to cover topics that people can relate to regardless of their net worth or financial situation. And of course, we try to keep it interesting. I would crunch numbers for two hours or spreadsheet cash flows because I'm a total math nerd, but that wouldn't much make for good radio. Instead, I choose to educate people on topics surrounding big financial events in life, like marriage and divorce, kids in college, death of a loved one, career changes, and of course, retirement. I once heard that it is a smart man that knows what he doesn't know. I'm sure it was my dad that said that, and I'm also sure that it applies to women. That is why I invite guests onto my show that have expertise in different areas also related to personal finance. I feel it's important to note that the opinions of these professionals are not necessarily the opinions of McNamara Financial or any of its advisors. As long as we are on the subject of disclosure, I should note that while we may discuss investments and or markets on this show that past performance is not indicative of future results. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. Welcome to McNamara on Money. How you doing, Mike? Glad to be here in person, my son. I know. It has been a while. You, your mic's a little... I, don't, I can't hear you all that well. You're not coming through. Maybe you move okay. your mic a little bit closer. Cindy, am I good on the mic here? All okay. Right. Sorry. Okay. We're... Maybe we're a little out of practice here. It's been a while since we've been live. Uh, we're live here on WCAP this morning. Uh, we are going to do a continuation of an old show called The Golden Rule of Personal Finance, which sounds uh, very weighty and important. If you have any questions today, uh, you can feel free, again, live on WCAP, 978-454-4980 is the number. And if you prefer to email us, uh, you can shoot us an email, questions at McNamaraonmoney.com. That is questions at McNamaraonmoney.com. And we do have that email up and we'll respond live. If you have any and if you want to shoot us an email after the show, uh, by all means do that. And we, uh, we do respond to all those emails. All right. We ready to roll? Wait, is that we have email, email open? That means you have email. I have email Just open, checking. yes. I want to make sure I wasn't responsible for that, <laughs> yeah. which is a problem anyway. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So. All right. Well, yeah, go ahead. Why don't you go? You, this is your outline today, so your show. So I will let you, uh, you know, I'll, I'll hand off hosting duties to you here. Well. Just sort of. Disagree anytime you like. I, I always do. No, no, yeah. Not a worry. Not a worry. <clears throat> All right. We started this show probably three or four months ago. I got halfway through it, and I was thinking about it. I want to, I wanted to get through the whole thing, okay? Uh, and it was so long ago, I figured we'd start from scratch, basically. Uh, and see where it goes from there. 
Okay, is that okay, Cindy? Like that? That still reading one, two, three? Yeah, you were you were just a little you were a little soft on the mic. I think I have to kiss this microphone to make this work. Yeah, that's right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, by the way, folks, y- you don't have to have a, an advanced degree in finance to listen to this show. I, I think you probably have figured that out after the last couple of years. Okay, and by the way, folks, folks who have advanced degrees in finance don't know what's going to happen in the future, by the way, either, but that's okay. So, Though they may say they do, yeah. Though they may say they do. Uh, you know, it's when, whenever an investment uh, uh, advisor is right, they're always in the news, and whenever they're wrong, they disappear, <laughs> and then somebody else comes in the news. It's just kind of how it is. Like any prognostication. Right. I think, yeah, sport, sports yeah. hosts are the same way, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so I guess the before I get to the golden rule, I guess the silver rule is that no, nobody knows the future, especially investment advisors. Uh, that doesn't mean you can't be prepared for it, and that doesn't mean you can't have a financial plan that fits your life, regardless of what happens in the world there. So just a little you know, pontification before I get started here too much, my son. Okay? Yep. All right. So um, without a lot of fanfare, the golden rule of personal finance is really, really simple, folks. Uh, the the best way to say it is that you need to live within your means. And if you can do that, there's a pretty good chance that your life will be fine financially now, and there's an even better chance it'll be fine financially later in retirement when you don't have a job and you're kind of wondering how to make ends meet sort of a thing. So, so literally, the golden rule is live within your means. We're going to spend some time talking about that. We're going to flesh that out in a, a whole bunch of different ways. But yep. the bottom line is you need to make sure that your expenses are less than your income after you pay your federal and state taxes. Okay. Okay. And social security, but you don't have a choice about that anyway, basically. All right. Right. So everybody out there listening to us has an income, single or or married. That income, there's a certain amount of taxes that come out of it, and you don't really have much of a choice about that. That's a mandatory expense. Can I say that or something like that? Yep. Okay. And so if you take a look at, at your income, and if you know what your taxes are, you have a pretty good idea of what's left. Okay, either weekly, bi-weekly, monthly, however it is that you get paid. Okay, so we're talking about your after-tax disposable income. Okay. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay, and pretty much everybody who has after-tax disposable income disposes of all of it. <laughs> the, uh, the, the trick is you don't want to dispose of more than what you have. Yeah. Okay, and if you dispose actually on less than you have, you might actually save some money for the future, which is a good thing. That's right. And yeah, well, and we'll talk about, I mean, yeah, we're going to, I mean, obviously, you know, live within your means is, is a simple concept. We're going to have to talk about, you know, what exactly that means and what, you know, we're going to have to d- define people's means because if we, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, if you, uh, if you, if you don't spend every dollar that comes in, right, if you're, if you're even on budget, I guess technically you're living with your means, but that doesn't get you very far if you're not uh, saving for retirement or, or planning for the future, right? right? So I assume we're going to spend some time on... Yeah. And so the next part yeah. of that, thank you, my son, the next part of that is that when you're thinking about your expenses, you have to figure, okay, retirement and possibly college costs as expenses, even though you may not have them now. Yep. All right. So... So let's start off with a a more complete definition here then. Living within your means means that after you pay your federal state and uh, federal state and social security taxes, okay, 
uh, you have money that's left. What what's left? I'll yep. call that. And what's left has to cover your current expenses and future expenses, specifically college. Okay, uh, for most or many, and specifically retirement for probably all. Okay. Yep. Um, we, we okay with that discussion? I'm okay with that one. Yeah. Discussion. Okay. So. Yeah. All right. So and and by the way, the pretty simple way to figure that out, at least going backwards, folks, is if you go back and look at your 2020 tax return, your federal tax return, yep. you, you told the government that you made so much money, okay? And if you go to the federal tax return, you'll see what you paid in federal taxes last year. If you go to your state tax return, you can see what you paid in state taxes. And it might take a little bit more work to figure out your social security taxes, but well, that's that's on your federal return. Yeah, it should be. Yes. Yep. So, so, folks, it's pretty simple. Go back last year, look at your total income, add it all up together, and then figure out the three tax bills that you had: federal, state, and social security. And presto, that's what's left. Okay, that's what you have to work with to cover all of your expenses current. And equally as importantly, future, because you can get yourself in a lot of trouble if you didn't start trying to save even a few bucks for college or yep. anything for retirement. Are we okay with that? Yeah, simple math. Yeah, I actually don't know that I've ever done this, although I, I do, you know, we have more, we use software that's a little bit more complex than this. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah it's not, I mean, the, the exercise I don't think is all that hard and, and it uh, should take, shouldn't take you that long as long as you save those tax returns. Well, and we're going to get to people's motiva- motivations about how can we have this problem anyway right now. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to lay, lay a little back background folks all right folks this is not rocket science thank goodness okay but so so I guess my first point is that there are an awful lot of folks in this country who knows the percentages that don't pay much attention to their finances don't understand them uh, are scared about them are clueless or whatever yep and that's pretty scary because the world's getting more and more complicated and people have to pay more and more attention to that stuff that's all all right. Agreed. Okay. All right. So how come we have a problem? I'll, I'll go over these, well, reasonably quickly, but depends on how much you interrupt, my son. Let's see how that goes. Okay. So, we'll so see what we, kind of mood we, I'm in this morning. Why do we, <laughs> so why do we have this problem? Well, how many people listening to us were actually educated by their parents on finances, okay, and checking and savings and stuff like that, and had allowances and did stuff like that? How many people have done some personal reading to try to get a handle on their own financial affairs? Or how many people have actually attended classes or educational things about finance? By the way, when I say finance, not just stocks and bonds and money, folks. We're right. talking about your whole life sort of a thing. So Finance, in the, yeah, like in, in the case of our show where we do you know broad personal finance that includes a lot of different topics. Yeah, right? fin- exactly. Finance yeah. and, and you know the stock market and investing do get... Two different things. Yeah, they are. Investments are part of your finance, but uh, it's not 100% of your finance by any stretch. Right. Folks. Thank goodness. So anyway, so the first point is that we don't pay much attention because we, we weren't educated on the subject or we didn't grow up that way. Right. You okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Most of us. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think more and more, I think like anything, like I think, you know, as the generations have gone by and, and it's more, it, it's more and more of a requirement for folks to be educated on personal finance. I think it's um, more and more parents have taken it upon themselves and even schools to, to educate kids. Right. I mean, I, you know, just look at your generation, 
you know, everyone yeah. just assumed, you know, they had a pension and they were going to die at 65. What's, yeah. you know, what, how much planning what was, uh, was really involved in that. Right. There, there you go. <laughs> uh, but you know, as opposed to now where it's, it's all 401ks and people living until they're 95 or hundred years old, there's, it's the, the complexity level has gone way up. Well, when, when I get back to your house today, if I do that, I'm going to quiz your daughter, Charlotte, on finance <laughs> and see how well you're doing educating her, we'll my son. Yeah. How would that go? Okay. Probably not all that well. <laughs> anyway, so point number one. Yeah. She knows she likes money. <laughs> that could be part of the problem. Anyway, so point number one is we're not educated on the subject. Point number two is we don't pay attention. Even if we were educated, you do have to pay attention. You have to spend the time yep. to sit down and gather the information and review and monitor and do all that good stuff. Okay. Uh, some of the reasons people don't pay attention is they're scared to look, which is kind of silly, but that's sure. probably true. Yeah. Uh, and the other reasons are they don't have the time or they don't care, which is also scary given the circumstances. Right. But, you know, I'm not going to get into percentages because who knows, but there's a bunch of folks listening to us probably who fit those descriptions. Sure. That's why we're having this show, folks. And, folks, it is not rocket science. Please understand that. It's not rocket science. Okay. So, next reason we have a problem two words all right wants versus needs <laughs> okay we all need basic things in our life right. to be okay yep clothing clothing food shelter all kinds of good stuff like that you know transportation yada 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 but what we need and then what we may want could be two very different things. You know, we meet, we may need to live in a house, but it doesn't have to be a 5,000 square foot mansion. We, yep. Although we may, may want one of those things. Okay? Right. And, and you know, my definition of my wants versus my needs is different than yours, is different from everybody. But w when you look at your financial life, okay, the base, and by the way, when you plan for retirement, you have to take care of your needs first. Yep. Okay, and then if you take care of your needs, well, then hopefully there's some money left over for some wants. Right. Okay, or hopefully there's some money left over so that you can make some of those needs bigger. Yeah. And better, kind of given the circumstances. I mean, I think obviously I wasn't around when it was designed, but, the, you know, the social security system in our country is, it, it, seem, you know, it seems more or less designed to take care of people's needs in retirement, yeah. right? I mean, it's not, yeah. you know, it's, it's not a pension system where, and, and you know, for, for those of you uh, who put more into the social security system, uh, they, they get out less than folks who put in relatively less, and that's sort of by design, and I think it's just, you know, it, obviously avoiding poverty was the idea behind the social security system. And if you want to take care of wants versus needs, you have, you're going to have to do some planning. Um, yeah. Yeah. And you, you, know, you, you get to define that in your life, right. folks, yeah. but it is kind of limited with the funds that you have kind of given right. the circumstances. Okay. So, so wants versus needs. And, you know, we're both certified financial planners. We help people kind of plan for the future or survive in retirement or whatever. But the bottom line is when we go through their expenses, we start off with, well, what's all the stuff that you're going to need? What do you, what do you have? To, where are you going to be living? How much is it going to cost? Yada, 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 yada. Yep. And oh, yeah, well, what are some of the things you might want to do? You know, travel, you know, uh, dine out, uh, hobbies. Uh, maybe you're doing some of those now. Maybe you're not. But folks, you need to break it up into basic. I know I need this stuff to survive. And then on top of that, hopefully there's some money left over to have a little fun or do some things as you go along. You, you okay with that? I'm good with that. All right. So wants versus needs you got to be thinking about that when it comes to your expenses okay uh the the big problem 
uh, I think we all have, uh, is that we live in a country, okay, uh, that it is a sea of marketing what people want, okay, in terms of advertising. You know, something like 70% of our entire economy yeah. is retail-based, depends on people buying stuff. Consumption, yeah. Consumption. So if you think... You know, if we lived in another country in the world, I don't think we'd be as much exposed to the marketing that gets us to think about the things we want to need in our lives. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's put it this way. We're heavy, we get heavy doses of that <laughs> yeah. in this country. And I wonder, I don't know, I wonder what other countries in the world have a higher than maybe 70% economy driven by retail consumption. Yes, I think we, yeah, we do, we do I right think, lead the world right. in that. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it's, okay. I'm sure it's... So if we, if we lead the world in that, we lead the world in buying stuff, and the question is, can you afford it, or do you know about that, given the circumstance? Okay, so right. we are absolutely blitzed yeah. a- everywhere we look with things to buy and things to do and things to, you know, when, you know, when my generation was bringing up kids like you, do you think we paid much attention to... $400 uh, kid, kid seats in the back or, or child seats. Or, it, it, the world gets better. Life gets better. We get all these kinds of new things that advance our lifestyle. And for some strange reason, they cost more, given the circumstances. You know, when we were growing up, I'm 73, braces were unheard of. Now they're almost mandatory. So, I know. So, and start early, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 Think about it. And, yeah. and so another thing we have going against us, uh, besides the marketing, is that we have these wonderful lives if we have enough money and we can do some pretty amazing things that some people had never even thought about, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. I mean, just think about the complexity of some of the things in our lives and how wonderful they are, but how much more they cost. Think about automobiles. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, even as relative, I mean, I, th- I think part of it is that, you know, relative costs of things have come down, right? I mean, the cost of a TV now versus the cost of a TV 20 years ago is, you know, it's probably fairly, it, it might even be a similar dollar figure yep. uh, deflated, but but then they just keep adding so much because people more have so much more income. There, yeah, there's, there's a lot more yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, you probably yeah. grew up maybe, a lot of a lot of us grew up with maybe the, just the one TV, Yeah, <laughs> you know? It, it, and not, exactly. And okay. not, uh, I think I'm, I, we only have two TVs in our house. Yeah. So, I mean, that, and we're probably below average. I have two and don't watch either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah. but my point is that so we are in this assault every yeah. day yeah. from marketing and from a technology, okay, to own things that make our life convenient. You know, uh, what, what's the my, Siri and who's the Microsoft gal that sits in your house and does all this? What, what that uh, is Microsoft Cortana? I don't know. Microsoft isn't. Uh, the, the, you're talking about the Amazon one. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, the things we think we need. We should know that. What we needed 50 years ago. Alexa. It's, yeah, Alexa. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? You know, sort of a thing. Yeah. The circumstances. So, so by the way, all this just kinds of feeds in. Yeah. Okay. To consumption and us wanting and buying things. Ne- never mind status. You know, in terms of having nice homes or nice cars or feeling like you made it with the platinum card. Or this I mean, I think I'm 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 sure that there was, you know, where I think you're going with this is that that the you know the. Uh, 
kind of the stress that's put on people's lives by trying to keep up with the Joneses yep. and continue to consume. And that's, I'm sure that's always been there. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I didn't yeah. grow up when you grew up, but yeah. I'm sure that's, you know, that was the case probably back then. Yeah. Maybe now it's even more so because now we're looking at, uh, you know, Instagram and Facebook and exactly. all we ever look at is nice houses and, and vacation spots on, yeah. on the internet. There, now, you, so, there you yeah. go. There, it's, probably, it's probably worse now than it was then, although yeah, it's, yeah. Always, it's been, you know, part of our lives forever. So, so all this atmosphere just works against okay being financially responsible or it's but this way it makes it very difficult to stay or become financially responsible just given that that yeah. atmosphere that environment if you will given the circumstances okay yeah. you know other other parts of that are how about points and incentives for rewards you know <laughs> yeah. how, how, let me see i do my charge card and i can get stuff off my charge card that's free based on my points well, who's paying for that? But anyway, we yeah. get into another story. The more you spend, the more yeah. rewards you get. Yeah. But all yeah. those points and incentives and rewards, just more of that a- atmosphere, that environment, that attitude about making that work. Okay. Uh, and, and by the way, now we even have the government doing it, getting into low interest rates, you know, and, and uh, you know, the support that's come out from the COVID thing. I mean, it's just, it's just a very difficult place to be. Okay, and be mindful of staying on your financial situation. That's all. Okay. We okay with that? We're okay with that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Resisting. Yeah. You know. Again, like I always, I always have to qualify these with you. We're no, we're not suggesting that it's easy <laughs> to just, you know, to to drive a twenty-five year. You know, if you if you especially if you live in a nice town in a nice area, no one's saying, hey, you know, you should just drive a, you know, a twenty-year-old Camry all the time and and uh, you know only live, you know, live it a, a bare bones existence, right? That's nope. not what we're saying, and we're certainly not saying that it's easy. No, what we're saying is that whatever you whatever you have that's left. You have to live with it. Yep. That, that's yep. what we're saying. Okay. By the way, how about a phone number there, just in case somebody wants to give us a call there, my son? Uh, telephone number 978-454-4980 if you have a question on this or anything else. Uh, give us a call. If you want to shoot us an email, questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. That's M-C-N-A-M-A-R-A. Okay. And then two more reasons people can go bonkers with uh, wants versus needs. Our, our kids and grandkids. Okay. Got a lot of parents and grandparents yep. out there who spend, myself easily included, sure. okay, who spend money, they uh, uh, some per, perhaps large percentages of your income, <laughs> okay, on stuff and experiences and presents for grandkids because we love them and we want to do the best for them. So uh, my point is we live in a world where the odds are pretty high that you have to work hard to stay on your own finances and stay within your means. Yep. That's all. Yeah. Okay with that? Agreed. Agreed. All right. All right. So next piece of this is, so the first piece is how come we have the problem? The next piece is why should you care? Okay. Okay. All right. Well, it's, it's pretty simple. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> do you think you, you've grown up in a more difficult world to make a living than I have? Um, you might be an exception in a family business, but I, I mean, for your generation, is it? Did my generation have it easier to make a go of it than yours? That's a, it's an open. Yeah, I would say uh, no. Your generation, yes, had it, had it easier. Yeah, I think I think now, yeah. I think now, you know, if you look at the if like kind of the global economy now, globalization has made it probably it's probably easier now for exceptionally. 
high skilled people to Here make a go. living. Yeah. Um, but, but is that a smaller proportion yeah. of the population than it was? That's you know yeah. you, you you define the number so yeah. whatever the top twenty five percent of people who, who who's you know can who are kind of the best at earning an income I'm I'm sure are probably a lot better off maybe than your generation but yeah. I would say maybe the bottom fifty percent is yeah. probably worse sure. off. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And, and and so and that's part of my point. My, my point is that I I think that your generation. Okay, and then you're the next generation. Yeah. We got to start I, talking about the next one because I'm getting old. Th- there you go, and, <laughs> yeah. and, and that's yeah. my point. I, I, I think yeah. baby boomers, of which I'm the, on the leading edge of that. Uh, I think we messed up a lot of things, and, and so for, for a number of folks in the next generation, it's a more difficult world to live in. By the way, other examples. Okay, people get married later. Yep. Okay, people uh, live at home longer, buying homes later. People are valuing experiences, not goods, yada, yada, yada. But my, my only point is that there's a good chunk of your generation that has it more difficult than my generation. And by the way, I'm going to guess that the next generation of after that, those numbers are going to get worse. Okay. Probably. Yeah, probably. Okay. All right. So, so that's a generic opinion. But if you're okay with that, all the more reason to care about your future and your finances Given the circumstance, right? That's all. You okay with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, there's, yeah. there's no guarantee that that yeah. uh, you know your your kids are you know if, if you're doing particularly well for yourself, there's no guarantee that your that your kids are or your kids' right. kids are going to. Right. Yeah. Oh. So you got, yeah. So I, I teaching understand. them, uh, I think teaching them the younger you teach them, the better. Right. By the way, we're getting close to a break here. I'm not sure where are we here. We we're at ten twenty eight right now. All right. So let's see. I'll say one more thing. I have time for about thirty seconds, Cindy. Is that okay? All right. Sue. All right. So so basically. Um, a second part of why you should care is that more and more of our income is consumed by taxes, user fees, okay, and rising prices, okay, given the circumstances, okay? If you, if you think about, I have to pay to buy a plastic bag to have excess stuff taken to the landfill when I throw out the, rub, the garbage or the rubbish. I mean, okay. think about the levels of fees and permits and stuff. I'll bet you, I'll bet you don't have any... I bet you that's just how you feel. I'm, I'm not sure that you have any, okay, well, any justification why for that. Why don't we, I'll, yeah, we'll, I'll we'll hash it, it out. again. Okay. <laughs> more, I think proportionally more of our income, okay, is consumed by taxes, user fees, and in going forward rising prices than previous generations. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. All right. You, I mean, yeah, you, but you don't have any, any nope. evidence to back it up? All right, I don't. So you want to end on that note? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll hash it out on the other side. Okay. All right, we'll be right back. Are you ready to get organized? Let's consolidate those old accounts and make sure your investment strategies are appropriate. This is Kirk Reed, a certified financial planner with McNamara Financial in Marshfield. Find out more at McNamaraFinancial.com. Now we're back. Welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Michael McNamara. Uh, We are live today on WCAP after a a brief hiatus here. We haven't been in the studio in in a bit. Uh, So if you have any questions, uh, you can give us a ring. 978-454-4980 is the number. If you want to shoot us an email now or anytime during the week, uh, we do always check those. You can uh, you can get us at questions at McNamaraOnMoney.com. McNamara is M-C-N-A-M-A-R-A. All right. Golden rule of personal finance. Yes. Yes. We made it through one section Almost in exact in, in you know we, we like we sort of stuck with the uh, with the outline for once I think yeah that's not going to happen probably no <laughs> okay. anyway so the, the the first part was how come yep we have the problem the second part which I just want to finish up is why should you care yep and then how do you do it sort of a thing okay all right but anyway so this is 
This is going to get you going with this comment here. So, All right. So, uh, Are we getting political? In regard, we, <laughs> a little bit? getting financial. You get political <laughs> on this. Okay. So I, I mentioned that taxes are going to become a larger and larger issue okay. for some folks. Yeah. Okay. So by the way, this is just a factoid, not a statement. Approximately 45% of Americans do not pay federal income tax. Yep. Therefore, maybe 50 to 55% do pay federal income tax. Okay, so here's my question. You're talking about yeah, federal income taxes, yeah, yeah. as in you know, not including Social Security, Medicare, yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, and yep. then and so this is just a question. Do you think that that forty-five percent proportion is bigger now than it was 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago? I don't know. I suspect it is, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, well let's put it this way. My, I guess my point is Pro- probably it's probably yeah. I'm going to guess more people paid federal income taxes. 20 or 30 years Good, ago. Okay. We're generically agreed with that, yep. even though we could be wrong. Yep. Okay. But, but my, <laughs> we, we, we clearly did a lot of research for this show. Well, right? no, yeah. but, but, but my point remains the same. My point yep. is that more and more, okay, less and less people are going to be obligated to pay more and more of the taxes, which is why people have to, that, we're talking to the 55% there. Okay. Pay taxes, they're probably going to pay more. You're worried that it's going to that that the trend will reverse itself. That, that, that's it has to at some point. Okay. My suspicion is okay. So, okay. so that's just something, you know, working against it. And by the way, you, you mentioned this earlier, less opportunity. Okay. Yes, that you use twenty five percent high paying technicals. You know, yeah. Yeah. But but from a global competition, we've got competition now throughout the world right. on some of these issues, and so it's just. It's just more difficult to make a go of it for a whole lot of people, and you just have to work at it harder. That's that's the point I'm, I'm, I'm making. And, and my final comment is, did you want to assume that somebody's going to take care of you yeah. for the rest of your life, okay, or not? Yep. You know, and, and, and if the answer is, well, nobody's going to take care of me, well, then, hello, I guess you better do it yourself. And getting a handle on your finances and making it work with what you have is not only your obligation, but it's a necessity as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would probably tell you that the reason that the the, the federal income tax is now, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm just Googling here, but uh, yeah, I mean, it might be as much as, it might be as much as 60% now that don't pay federal income tax. That's that's probably a an outcome of the fact that, that you know, folks who are on the lower end of the income scale probably can't afford it, right? I mean, yeah. you know, it, it's you know, the the tax system is is um, you know rehashed and redone right. every so often, and there's just isn't that you know at this point, right? It's not like you're uh, you know a factory worker, you know, back back then maybe maybe making a pretty good income, but at this point now, relative to the rest of the folks out there, it's those pay those jobs are a lot. Uh, I guess they pay a lot less yeah, now, yeah. and there's just not as much money. Right. So I'm, I'm going to guess that's probably it, it backs up your point that yeah. it's getting harder and harder for folks on the lower end of the income. Yeah. Spam. So, and to use your your forty percent on the upper income, yeah. those folks better pay attention to the rest of the show, right? Because it's going to get harder <laughs> yeah. and harder for yeah. you. You okay? Yeah. All right. All right. I think I'm through with what you might call politics, but I call finance. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move along. Well, you love that stat. You you always bring it up. I yeah. do. Yeah. So so folks, I want to be clear about this. Okay, everybody out there listening to us has a what's left number in your life. Okay, it doesn't make any difference how much it is, but after you pay your federal and your state and your social security taxes, okay, what's left is what you have to work with. Okay, and it doesn't make any difference how big or small it is, you have to pay attention to it. 
And by the way, yeah, conceptually, if it's really big, you don't have to worry as much. But I know lots of really expensive uh, rich folks who spend lots and lots of money. <laughs> Everything's kind of relative given right. the circumstances. But yeah. my only point is, however much you have in your what's left column, you got to take care of it. Yep. You okay with that? Agreed. All right. Now we're going to get to the how. This is the big stuff. All right. Okay, we didn't get to this the last show. Nitty gritty. Why I wanted to do that. All right. <laughs> this is it. That's as far as we got last show. Yeah, that's right. Okay. You you were, I think, in a politically discuss, argumentative mood or something. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did two hours of uh, political back and forth. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you were a little feisty that day or something. But anyway, so folks, I, I want to be crystal clear here before we get going that when we're talking about finances, your money and your investments is maybe a quarter of that, okay, or maybe a third. The rest of it is how you run your whole life yeah. with mortgages, insurance, budgeting, and a whole bunch of other things, okay? And, and so don't get confused. We're talking about big picture, serious, everybody needs to worry about this stuff, and we speak English here, and we want to make you aware that you don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this to keep a good handle on it sort of a thing. Okay, uh, and so we're going to spend the next uh, almost uh, hour and a half talking about, well, how do you do this? What are the things you have to do, worry about, whatever. Yep. Okay, and then <clears throat> my last motivation, if I we haven't either scared or got people excited about, you know, paying attention to their finances to begin with. My, my last uh, jab at getting people motivated uh, is that. In our business, we, we work with a lot of folks and we see a lot of people that are planning for retirement and in retirement. And we, we've been down this road, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of times here with clients over the years, folks. Yeah. OK. And every once in a while, by the way, we work with pretty motivated folks. If people are worried enough about their finances to go consult with a financial professional, that's a pretty motivated person to begin with, right? So we work with motivated folks to control and take care of their finances. Okay, there's a percentage of those folks who walk in the door who don't need us for anything, okay? Because they lived within their means all their life. Yep. They kept their expenses under control, okay? And whatever their retirement looks like, they pretty much have it knocked Okay, and don't need much of our help. Okay, I'm going to ask you what's your percentage guess of people in our motivated five percent that see us? I mean, you, you probably, you know, a lot of those folks wouldn't see us, right? So, I mean, it may well, be a higher number. Yeah, um, I, that happens every so often. I yeah, mean, but, I but would not say not very that, often, right? right. Yeah, yeah, okay, so we're agreed. Okay, yeah. but my point is, folks, okay, if you live within your means all of your life. It's pretty easy to think about retirement and your successes of making retirement work are a whole right. lot higher than if you didn't. That's but, all. I mean, that, and, and to be clear, that doesn't mean that everyone's situation can't, you know, might not be optimized. But if you spend your entire life living, you know, well below your means and these people exist out there. Right. I mean, if you're saving 20, 30, 40 percent of your income for your entire life, you know, at some point and, you know, you get to your, you know, you get to the pre-retirement age, you're 60 or 65 and you walk in and say, hey, is, is this going to work? You know, at some point, it's just hard to outlive your money, right? I mean, if you're yeah. sitting on, you know, if you're sitting on, uh, you know, a couple of million dollars, and and you need twenty five thousand dollars a year to to live yeah. to live your uh, your very frugal life, then you know, we we might just say, well, it, it doesn't really matter what you do, right? You can be aggressive, you can yeah. be conservative, you can you know, you can maximize your taxes or or you know, minimize them or not, and there's yeah. really no. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Okay, and, and that that's my, that's my point about this is that pe people who. 
have done that, just have an easier way. By the way, if, if, you, if you decided that 10% of your expenses were going to be for a saving for retirement and no more, you know, not, yep. but that's, let's call that basic. You okay with that for sure. a basic number? Yeah. Okay. If, if, they, if folks did that basic thing, regardless of how much they saved, there's a pretty good chance they have no mortgage by the time they're retired. Okay. Maybe. What? Well, okay, there, should, yeah. there should be. If you're, if you're living within your means, your mortgage is paid off by the time you retire. Right. That's a corollary, I'll add. Okay. Okay. But so there's a pretty good chance that their mortgage is paid off. And generally speaking, people need to reduce their expenses in retirement 20, 35, 30, 35% to get close to being okay. And you know what? That's about a mortgage payment yep. for a whole lot of people. So my, my point is that if you start living within your means now, or if you are, retirement gets a whole lot easier or a lot less scary. That's all. You okay with that? Agreed. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Okay. Yep. So, folks who live within their means, Ooh. they have control of their financial life and monitor it vigilantly. Okay. All right. So, what would your definition of that be? Oh, wow. <laughs> folks who live, um, I don't know if I have a definition of that. I, I think. Description. Yeah. I, I would say that you, you know, the folks who live within their means certainly do pay, I, I would say they pay more attention to their finances. Um, and you know, I mean, you're, you're making this sound like it's an everyday type of a thing. I don't know that you need to quite spend no, that not every that day. much time no, on I'm it. I'm not. But, nope. Um, I don't know. I got, I got no follow-ups on that. I, I, I think I agree with that statement. Okay. Uh, do those? Uh, I think folks who live within their means, I think they have a budget. Okay. 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 I, I, I think they track their expenses in writing and don't imagine what their expenses are and their income. Maybe. You okay with that? I think so. Uh, yeah, I mean, I cer certainly, uh, you, know, it, you know, again, it, all of these comments are going to, uh, will vary depending on where you, where you sit on the income scale, right? I mean, we know a lot of folks who are on the higher end of the income scale who are living within their means, but not necessarily budgeting. I mean, when was the last time you, you, you met with someone who said, oh yeah, I have a, here's my budget, right? It, it happens, I guess, once in a while, but it's, it's less should, than- They should know what they are. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it makes any difference how much your income is. You should know what your expenses and your income are. You okay. Should, you should know how much you have left after your okay. taxes, and you should know how much what you need and whatever. Okay. Yeah. Granted, there may be less monitoring required if you make two million dollars a year. Yeah. Okay. But the point is, it's got to be monitored relative to your circumstances as a best practice right as a best practice thank right. you we'll yeah. do the best practice list for that it gets and it get, but, but yeah. gets but you know i think we would all agree it gets less and less important the higher you go on the income scale right Agreed. i mean you know there we know we, we do know some folks who are saving plenty for retirement yeah. and they're just you know it's just because at some you know yeah. at some point you you run out of money to spend on things uh, well not everybody understand <laughs> but understand. yeah it gets but that, easier yeah, okay so so i guess my point is part of that monitoring is that you actually somehow, in writing or or in the uh, digital world, yeah, have a budget, okay, that tracks your income and expenses and taxes. And by the way, these days that's so easy to do with the software that's out there, okay. Uh, it's so you just you sit down once a month, okay, yeah. push a couple buttons, balance your checkbooks, push up your. You could break out your expenses into this category, yada yada yada. These are my wants. These are my needs. You can break those out. Okay, uh, and take a peek at them. Maybe it's once a quarter. You know, I yep. sit down and do my banking probably once a quarter electronically. It takes me about two hours. Okay. Okay, uh, but I, I, I know how much money I spend, okay? And, and it, it's all relative, obviously. But people 
have a budget. They know they know their numbers. Okay. You okay with that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and how often you do that, that, that's up to you. By the way, the, the numbers also include other things like, uh, well, what do I have for life insurance? You know, you, we're not talking about just your budget. Right. We're talking about, well, what else do I need to worry about? Well, we'll get to mortgages, we'll get to life insurance and the other parts of those pictures. But at least as far as your budget goes, you should know it. Okay. Okay. And what percentage of the population in the U.S. do you think lives with a budget and, and honors that right now, Justin? This is just a guess on your part. Go ahead. What do you think? 10%? I would, I would say 10 too. Yeah. That's just a guess. Somebody can call up and disagree with us if they want to, but it's uh, it's pretty scary to even think about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's, it makes your life, I mean, yeah, budgeting makes your life easier. It's 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 kind of, it's it's easier than it used to, but it is a bit of a pain and uh, you should, you know, as a best practice, you should do it, although not everyone, not everyone does it. I'm not, you know, I'm only, uh, I'm only partially in that 10%. Once I, in a while, I'll run the, I'll run a budget, but then I will, I will lose track of it maybe for a couple of all right. years. And by the way, two, two, <laughs> a couple of years. And, and to <laughs> yeah. that point, okay, so people who live within their means, they have some financial stress in their life, but not nearly as much stress as others who do not live within their means, okay? If, if you're living within your means, you're always worried about doing that. Right. If you're not living within your means, your whole world could get blown up pretty easily with a, a disaster that comes down the road. Right. Okay. In terms of you know fifteen thousand dollars worth of a charge card uh, or, or a home equity line balance that you never paid off for fifty thousand dollars in your two weeks of retirement sort of thing. So so there's stress in everybody's life yeah. about monitoring your finances, but but folks who have a handle on it and are organized and controlled, I'm I'm betting they have less stress because they know where they are. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and again, in this case, we would. So, so your means requires a bit of a bit of definition, right? I mean, if yeah. you if you go if your expenses are such that you are paying all your bills every month, um, but then you have a large bill and you don't have a savings account, then all of a sudden you are, you know, while while you you know the last six months may have been great and within your in and within your means, now you have one month where you're where you're way behind, obviously because you need a new car or, or you know whatever the whatever the uh, surprise expense is. So you know all that's right. that's so, something that you need to kind of define in yeah. advance. So your means are they're variable and therefore you should have some savings or some way to pay that um pay in a, a surprise expense right well, i mean so I think that's... Way, yeah, you, well okay first of all one thing is thank you for the segue into the emergency reserves coming up but okay a shame on you a surprise car purchase is not a surprise. A uh, car well, purchase is a planned expense. Not if you got not if you're getting a car accident, right? Uh, okay, okay yeah. well, but if you have enough insurance, that's not a problem. Or a roof. Uh or well, a boiler. Okay. A roof. So, th those should be planned expenses. Okay, that you can set aside a few yeah. bucks every year in a little construction account or whatever. What about medical expenses? Okay, um, how about that? Nope. Can't, can't, <laughs> no, can't cut you there. Okay, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, you can plan for a lot of emergency. A lot of things that are emergencies yeah. can actually be planned for. Let's let's you know. So that's the definition of. All right, this is perfect. Okay, so let's <laughs> hang on. One more thing before we get there. So uh, people who live within their means, they feel pretty good about their current and future financial state situation. You know, what's that peace of mind worth kind of going through your life that you know you're in control of it as best you can? Yep. Obviously, there are things you can't control, but there's a whole lot of your financial situation that people can control if they choose to. That's all. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now, 
but to your point, and thank you for the segue, okay, folks who live within their means, they usually have a good-sized emergency reserves savings account in the bank just sitting there. It gives them comfort to be prepared for any future financial, or sorry, most future financial disasters. You okay with that? Agreed, yeah. Okay, so, so folks, part, okay, of living within your means is to have a disaster relief fund of your own, okay, usually known as emergency reserves, okay, uh, and it's a pile of money that sits probably in the bank, it doesn't earn anything, and that's not the point. That pile of money is peace of mind. Yep. Okay. That we'll get to the size of it in a moment, but that pile of money is there for things you couldn't plan for. Okay. Uh, or, or emergencies that you that that maybe aren't emergencies, but they are for you anyway, sort of a thing. So just, that's okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, and to have that money there. Okay, let's think about what. why is that good? Well, if I didn't have that money and had a $10,000 emergency, I could do that on my charge card, I guess. Right. Or I could do that on my home equity line of credit and borrow the money. Or I could borrow from a family member if they were nice to me. Okay, folks, having cash, even if it earns nothing under your mattress, is better than having to borrow money for an emergency reserve, for an emergency. Plain and simple. Right. Yep. Yeah, I mean, yes. I, uh Absolutely. I mean, especially when you know, if you're, again, you're you're throwing that out there, and I'm I am the, the, I'm the big picture guy. The math person in me is like, yeah. I wonder if that's actually true. But it certainly is a good. It's a good practice to have a, an emergency reserve account. You you won't earn any money on it. Uh, you know, whether or not you'd be better off uh, holding holding no cash in the bank, and then uh, using your home equity line every time you needed a uh, you, you had an emergency. The finances on that, I, I you know, you'd have to. You'd have to look at the specifics. Now you got a new expense in your life. Or, uh, that's right. That's right. But you, but you know you you have a. On the other hand, you do have a. Uh, you're giving up money. You're technically giving up some potential interest earned, right? I mean. Yeah, you, but you have to give up some expenses that you're. You know, if you got to pay a five hundred dollar right. equity line for the next six years, your expenses have to go down by five hundred dollars a month. How's that going to work? That's true. Yeah. Well, that's true. Think about it. That's an opportunity cost, basically. Right. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you're, yeah, you, I'm, I'm, I'm overthinking this, right? I mean, if I'm thinking if you have a, <laughs> if you have an investment account, oh, you can invest it because I mean, we get the question now sure. constantly. Oh man, my, my, you know, I should, I, I should, I say now. I mean, for the last what five plus years, I, yeah. I get the question once every couple of weeks. Oh, hey, Why you know, do I need this? yeah, well, <laughs> my money, yeah. I'm earning nothing in the bank. Is there anything better I can do? Yeah. The answer is always, for the most part, no. Yeah. It's, it's basically just to, you know, see, keep what you need in the bank. Bank, and then you know, don't keep too much because you're you certainly are giving up um, you know the potential to yeah. earn something higher in a different investment account. But uh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, I mean, you, you you certainly probably even if you did the math, you're you're and, and you were technically better off for investing. You're still probably I think in a better situation if you have the cash. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So, by the way, to, so to that point, okay, um, let's talk about well, uh, well, first of all, anybody. Who asks you why they need money in an emergency reserves account? Hey, by the way, they never had an emergency. <laughs> Congratulate them. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> but that, that's number one. Yep. Okay, but think about this. Okay, oh, well, I'll just go to my investments and get the money. Well, wait a minute. Okay, guess what happens, folks? Okay, when you need money out of your investments, write this down. They're going to be down. Yeah. Because when the world falls apart and the markets crash and people get nervous and stocks go down, that's when people need to come up with money. And so you could be 
crashing your retirement, some of your money. God forbid it's your retirement plan, by the way, but right. as opposed to some individually owned investments. But there's a pretty good chance that if you depend on your investments for your emergency reserves, some of the time you need that money be a really bad time to take them out of investments. Yep. Okay. And, and so I would tell those people who ask me why they can't invest it, that that emergency reserves pot of wasted money allows you to leave your investments alone and let them run, given the circumstances. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. I, I mean, and, and, and for those folks who ask themselves that question, I mean, the, the question that we would tell you to ask is, I mean, you just sort of have, we, I mean, we don't say deal with it to the people who ask us the question. We're, we're not, we're, we're not that crass, but, um, I would make sure that you you're not you don't have too much in the bank, right? I mean, at some point you do lose the you know you're, you're losing some upside, right? You know you don't need a, you, most people probably don't need 150 grand sitting in the bank. By the way, if you, can, if you can afford to, and everything else in your life is fine, then have a happy. Yeah. Okay, but if you can't afford, you're right. Some people can't afford to have that much money in the bank, and I, I'm agree with that. But if somebody's got their life covered, their retirement is on cruise control, and they got enough money over here, if they want to keep an extra hundred thousand in the bank to feel good, and they can waste that in the afford, and afford not to earn anything, congratulations. That's, yes, that's what right. I say. Congratulations. All right. So anyway, so th this bucket of money. Everybody should have. Would you like to give some guidelines, my son? Or you know, our our I think the industry guidelines are three to six months worth worth of your living expenses. I think those are pretty good. Uh, you know, everyone's yeah. different. Um, you know, adjust based on your circumstances. It's yeah, pretty... if you're a double income couple with no kids and one's in a one's a fireman and the other's a teacher and you're both on steady jobs, yeah, maybe you only need a couple months worth because you're not going to be unemployed next week, sort of a thing. By the way, emergency reserves, unemployment. Is an emergency. Yeah. That can't be planned for. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anybody who ever got unemployed understands why you should have an emergency reserve right. account. Period. Yep. Yeah. Period. Okay. That's right. Next time somebody calls you up, say, How's your employment? You steady? <laughs> Seriously. We do. Okay. Yeah, I would, that's I mean, that's certain, certainly something that we cover. Sure. Okay, so so again, if you're if you're a double income couple in secure jobs with or without kids, well, with, with kids is different. That that emergency reserves has to be bigger with kids. But anyway, it could get by two, three months depending on the circumstance. By the way, if you're a self employed single person and you run your own business, you better have at least a year's yeah. worth, if not two, given you know, whatever goes on in a business. So it's a situational thing, but everybody needs it. Having the cash under your mattress is better than borrowing it, folks. That's how I'd have to say that. Yep. Okay. And then the last thing I'm, is, I would say most people, most people probably know what the right number is for yeah. themselves. That you know, you just have to kind of be honest with yourself, right? right? And, I mean, and what's, you have what, to feel good right. about it too. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But also, you need to kind of figure out what your definitions of emergencies are. Okay. <laughs> but by the way, uh, uh, you know, this is sound extreme, but uh, a roof is not necessarily an emergency. If you if you set aside three thousand dollars a year for home repairs and you do, and you you could build that up over time because maybe some years you don't have i mean you you can plan for almost anything other than medical expenses okay and, and emergencies and stuff like that yeah but, but my point is cars aren't emergencies vacations aren't emergencies okay things like that aren't emergencies but that's in everybody's own circumstances to make that definition that's all okay so Anyway, emergency reserves, live within your means, makes it easy, folks. Makes it easy. All right, to move along here? I think so. Right. Uh, are we going on to, we only have a couple of minutes. Uh, you know what, let me, let me give out the, uh, the information again here. So if you want to give us a call, uh, we're live on WCAP today, 978-454-4980 is the number. If you want to shoot us an email, it is questions at McNamaraonmoney.com. That's questions at McNamaraonmoney.com. 
com, and we do have that email up and okay. are checking it regularly. You think we should jump into another uh, All right, another I can, section I'm just here? make the broad statement, then we can take a break. How's that sound? Okay. Okay, I can. All right, so, and, and get ready, Cindy. Okay, so, folks who live within their means, they pay their charge cards off to zero every month. Okay. This is written like a this is written like an article. Hey. We're done, right? <laughs> Time for break? I think so. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> 